All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Black and White uh, podcast. Thanks again for listening to us. Uh, it's been a while since we've been able to introduce uh, an episode, um, but we want to do something a little bit uh, uh, just to give you an update on what's going on in our lives, uh, how the holiday break has been so far for us, um, and just some general stuff. We might talk about uh, some news topics or things like that in this episode. Um, so again, thank you so much for listening to us um, and well, enjoy the episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening to the Black and White podcast. Uh, Luke and I have been very busy. Um, definitely, I can speak for myself, definitely. Um, we'll update you a little bit on what's been going on with us. Um, so uh, first question I always ask Luke, what's going on? How are you doing, buddy? Quite good. Trying to figure out how to fit myself into this Okanagan culture here, trying to maintain and stay within the area. Uh, so it's been kind of interesting, sort of meandering that little space, um, you know, to stay relevant, I guess, is the best way of saying it. But uh, being able to coach uh, with COVID is kind of interesting, but it sounds like it's, they might shut down the season and they're going to meet on January 6th and decide what happens. But, you know, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like maybe they'll postpone the start for a couple weeks, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um or whether to just cancel it, right? Because I think the Ontario League is already postponing for two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. But and it's the first year in like three or four years where I've had my family nearby for Christmas. So it's, kind of, it's been an interesting experience, different experience, but it's been nice. That's well, let's, let's talk about, well, let's talk about all those different aspects soon. Uh, you kind of hit home something that, we might as well start talking about right now and it's COVID. Um, yeah. uh, so for those, I mean, everybody's sort of heard the news, but if you live under a rock, uh, you may have heard that uh, we have a new variant I and mean, we've had a new variant for a while um, and it's rapidly spreading. Uh, there's a few things kind of going on with uh, the Omicron variant. Um, as I said, you know, it's, it's very rapid. We've had, you know, uh, lots, I think cases have been ramping up quite a bit. To the point where the government had to, the Canadian government, uh, of course, in different provinces, different things are happening, uh, are uh, starting new restrictions again. So they're kind of climbing back on those restrictions in Manitoba. I can speak for Manitoba. At some point, we were at we went, we had to go back down to fifty percent capacity. I think the cap was like ten people vaccinated. If you have people that are non-vaccinated, the numbers lower. There's just so many things kind of coming back again um re-restrictions and it, it just it only really questions uh you know it only questions what the government is really doing um and like what decisions do they make or like what you know why couldn't they be more proactive about all these things i mean did they think that covid was just going to end now um were they ex they clearly weren't expecting variants just based off their right because we were back to pretty much normal uh, uh a normal kind of life so to speak everything was open uh, everything was, you know, back to your regularly scheduled programs kind of mentality. And yet this Omicron hits and, uh, you know, we, we don't learn from our past mistakes. It sounds like, especially the government, um, not following health protocols or not, you know, following health departments, uh, the medical chief staff, whoever is involved in this case, you know, not taking their recommendations seriously. And then unfortunately, you know, uh, uh, people being, you know, ICU beds being, uh, a hotspot again. The one thing about Omicron, uh, 
I could be wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm hearing that uh, there aren't actually many deaths uh, involved in Omicron. So people are getting Omicron. They, it is bypassing the double vaccinated. I don't know if it's passing, bypassing triple the booster shot as well, but I've known people, for example, that were double vaccinated or have heard people that were double vaccinated were also uh, getting COVID. Um, and I think a lot of them were Omicron. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on here. Um, Luke, what are your thoughts just purely on COVID itself and maybe the effect it's had on yourself, like this whole new effect kind of thing? Yeah, uh, I think it's, for me, I think it's interesting to see um, how things are developed, just even from a government standpoint, like what, when do we choose to shut things down? When do we choose what to shut down? Um, you know, because I'm all for like supporting the greater good of society. It's not just about myself. It's, you know, why did I get the vaccine? I got the vaccine to help others, not necessarily to help myself. Like, obviously, I get benefit from it, uh, protection, right. that, but like my main reason was to help others. You know, maybe, uh, you know, someone that I know that is immunocompromised, like I do it for them, not for me. And that's like why I wear a mask. I wear a mask yeah. when I go inside, even when I in Kelowna, like I see very few people wearing masks or wearing masks properly. Pure, yeah. You know, and so to me, I, like, I wear it because I'm protecting others because that's what a mask is for. It's not for me, it's for everyone else, from me. Um, you know, so for me, like that's sort of why I do things. So I, I can understand why you do it, but um, to me right now, it just seems like the government's just taking a guess. Uh, and it's, it's difficult sometimes, like even coaching basketball right now, like I don't know what the rules are. Uh, I don't know what the <laughs> guidelines are. I don't know what is what is yeah. rule and what is just a recommendation. I don't know because the information isn't being disseminated uh, in, in effective ways. Like basically how the information is coming out is like they assume that I'm watching CBC every hour all, all, every day. Like I'm just not. And like there's no way to really figure out, you know, yeah. what, what do I need to do because it's changing so much and it's, yeah. it's lax and it's tightened up and lax and tightened up again. Um, so I think, you know, right now it's like gyms are closed, restaurants are not, although I would contest that restaurants are probably more dangerous for COVID spread than gyms are, because in a gym, you can wear your mask at all times. In a restaurant, you take your mask off to eat. Yeah. Um, I understand the economy piece to it, but, you know, at what point do we deem that one business is not as important to the economy as another is? You know, is the, is the taco shop down the street more important than a gym? Uh, or is, you know, Earl's more important than Walmart or is mm -hmm. you know, whatever it's like, how do we decide? Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be the one to make that decision because that's a yeah. hard decision in itself. Because you're basically saying that, you know, XYZ is not as important as ABC. And I don't want to be the person to tell the person who owns ABC that your business is not important. Yeah. How do you, you can shut it down that? Yeah. How do you judge exactly. that? So, um, yeah, no, I'm in total agreement. I'm at, I'm in fact, I'd go even a step further and say like, I'm kind of tired of the restrictions. Um, I know I should be that's law abiding citizen, follow every restriction, listen to everything they're saying, but like, I just, I can't follow it all. People are like, Oh, did you hear the new one? I'm like, I haven't, I don't even know what's going on anymore. You don't even know what just like you. Is. Um, so like, I, I, fine. You know what? You know, I was hoping to travel, didn't travel Texas. I understand again. Um, I, the mm -hmm. theme here that you mentioned, and I, 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 I live by that as well Is I'm constantly thinking about the people who are the most vulnerable in my family. That, that would be both my parents. Conveniently enough, I live with both of them. So I have to take multiple steps, even more, more diligent than somebody, for example, that has their own place and 
you know, doesn't maybe go home to somebody that might be, you know, compromised or whatever it might be. Um, mm-hmm. So I have to be even more. So I've, I was lucky enough. I've been lucky enough where I've never had COVID um, and I've never had to put my parents at risk. Um, but I didn't necessarily follow every single restriction in order to do that. Right. I'm not the most social guy, so I'm not going out already, which is fine. Uh, yeah. But I'm sort of done with this idea of, well, you know, limit your numbers to whatever number it is now. You know, if, for example, if uh, you know, I'm going to meet up with 10 people and I know they're vaccinated, I'm going to hang out with a maximum of 11 people or more. So yeah. be it. Um, I'll make sure that I'm safe as possible. Um, but uh, if I'm going out somewhere, I'm not going to be con- completely concerned about this because, again, I know what I need to do. I go from point A to point B. I'm not taking my mask off. I'm not hanging out with a group of non-vaccinated or I'm not, you know, people who are sick or have a cold. Um, so I've the past two years, I've sort of taken my own guidelines. Um, so that's what I'm sort of tired about. Um, I'm, I am upset about traveling, but I'll talk about something that's been going on lately. Uh, that's been sort of helping me uh, pass the time as well. Um, would have been in Texas right now. So maybe it's a good thing I didn't go. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I can accept the travel advisory kind of sucks for Delta and all these other people, other companies as well that are, you know, seeing a lot of cancellations and flights as well. I was lucky enough to get my money immediately back. I bought a cancellation clause. So I got my money straight back. So I didn't have to worry too much about those sorts of things. Uh, my family is lucky enough to be very healthy, very safe. Um, so I will continue to follow my own guidelines. Um, and then the other part with COVID is, was, well, I'm, I'm, I have to listen to restrictions because I'm a teacher. So I live by the government anyway. So whatever government decision that's being made, you know, you talked about basketball. If, if CIS, for example, is uh, going to be likely making the decision, you said that Ontario is very likely, I think you said off backstage, that Ontario is very, uh, uh, has already made a decision. Correct me if I'm wrong. You said two to three weeks. Yeah, to they're, delay they're the season? suspending it for two to three weeks. Yeah. And then uh, Canada West is deciding on January 6th what to do. So if, if they're already thinking about that, we'll think about high school basketball and how not important that is, less important that is uh, mm-hmm. compared to Saya. So I can only imagine that basketball will very likely be canceled. Again, I have to be very careful about speculating, uh, but based off the information, you can only conclude that this is very likely going to happen. So it'd be sad to see what happens or you know what information we find out uh, because you know we'll find out that information hopefully you know sooner rather than later. But uh, I don't I don't put it past the government to tell us as teachers at the very last minute what we're going to have to do. So we were told basically December 6th on the Thursday, December 7th, Friday, that we're going to be basically planning for whatever comes, whether that's back in person, whether they make decisions to go back in person, whether it's blended, whether it's remote. uh, It's it's definitely going to be a bit of a mess to find out, you know, at the last minute, thanks to the government. Uh, what we're going to do. So I, I give a lot of love and respect to uh, even administrators that have to probably think and plan during their holidays uh, what's going to happen. And I mean, time is flying. Next, Literally next Thursday is, is January the 6th. So um, I'm guessing that a lot of administrators are probably going to be planning quite a bit uh, over the weekend if they haven't planned already uh, what's very likely to come. So um, I'm, I'm kind of dealing with that part of the stress as well. Um, so yeah, COVID has been, uh, definitely a wild ride, so to speak. Uh, I know you mentioned something else there, uh, your family, you get to spend time with your family. So how has that been, 
uh, spending the holidays because I know your family, your uh, parents live in Lake Country, which is you said about like 10, 10 minutes away <laughs> from where you are, which yeah, is kind of yeah. nice. You have your you have your well, wife it's, it's so... there too, and Aiden in Calgary. So, well, it's so strange sometimes to actually be near everybody uh, because you know being the one who moved to like six or seven different places in the last four years, like San Diego, Toronto, Vancouver. You know, being away from everybody and being really far away from everybody, uh, you know, by myself for a lot of it, um, you know, sometimes you forget how nice it is to be near family. Uh, and then also being in the same city, it's a weird dynamic because uh, every time I'm in the same city, I'm always living with my family, my parents, I guess, in particular. Uh, but now being in the same city, but not living with my parents, it's a strange dynamic of like going over for dinner, but then being like, bye. I'm going back home now. See you next <laughs> next week or whatever. Yeah. So it's just a weird, it's an odd dynamic. Obviously, it'll change over time, but you know, definitely been uh, a nice thing for me to sort of maintain. Because who knows how long I'll be here? I've moved, as I said, I moved quite a few times. Obviously, I hope it's a bit of a longer term uh, experience. But if I'm offered offered a good job somewhere, it's something that has to obviously be considered, especially if it's coaching. Uh, given that that's the thing I'm pursuing, but. Definitely. In time, I, I presume it'll change. In time, it will sort of add clarity to what I'm trying to do. But yeah, it's definitely been a positive experience. Obviously, I have to say that. But you know, been positive to be around family, and I don't know who can complain. I know you talk about being with your family in Winnipeg, and obviously a lot of your family's in Winnipeg except for maybe your sister. Yeah. Uh, did she come back home for Christmas? Yeah, lucky enough to have her uh, come back last week, uh, a couple weeks ago now. But she's back working in Toronto. Toronto not doing so well as well. So, and she works in the hospitals herself. So, uh, I'm hoping she's doing well there. But she's working hard. So, and then my brother literally just came back from. He actually, I just picked him up last night from Kenya. Uh, so he was on like a 30 hour trip from Kenya uh, to Qatar, kind of a weird location, uh, yeah. and then Qatar to Montreal, <laughs> and then Montreal back to Winnipeg. So he's been resting now. Um, but he's back with his wife. Uh, they had their like wedding part two over there. So he'll, I get to see the photos, the videos, and we get to hear hopefully more stories soon about him. And then of course my parents uh, who've been nothing but amazing lately because one person here has officially put in a bid for a house. So uh, that's pretty much what I've been doing the last week. Last Thursday, I ended up going to the place, checking out and scoping out the place. Now I've officially put in a bid. Um, and I didn't realize how much work <laughs> there, there is into actually bidding for a house and getting the broker and getting the lawyer, the home insurance and all these sorts of things. So it's been an incredible ride. This is why I'm, it's kind of a blessing in disguise. I think, I think you would agree to as well is that I think there needs to be a level of optimism. You know, when something gets canceled, something, you know, tells you, you know, you can't do this or whatever, you always find another way in this case uh, to make the best of it. And me making the best of it is being able to spend time with my friends, my family and my family uh, and being able to, you know, embark on this new chapter in my life, being able to have a place of my own, you know, that I can call my own uh, in Winnipeg and hopefully the start of many, very big, you know, very many beautiful beginnings um, might eventually get into real estate. So when I think about, you know, uh, owning properties, I'll remember, you know, uh, December 23rd, December 24th, you know, 20, 2021 as uh, an incredible day where I was able to actually, you know, spend time with my family, have them 
support me and not be in Texas and actually, uh, you know, be there uh, spending time with them, even though it's been one hectic ride, I can tell you that. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of been our lives. Um, but let's talk a little bit about, you know, a few other topics as well uh, relating to, you know, the effect of COVID. Um, again, we're a basketball podcast. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, the state of affairs in the NBA. Um, so currently the NBA is still kind of on their, in the belief that they're just going to continue playing games. But as we speak, multiple games have been postponed and multiple players have also been in health and protocol safety. Um, so I've, I know from a fantasy perspective, I had at some point probably five or six different, different guys, <laughs> excuse me, I'm not crying. Uh, I'm just coughing here. Um, but basically I've had five or six different guys enter protocol in the last two weeks. Um, so at this point, I'm just happy if I have a healthy roster out. Um, so I can only imagine the implications that's happening, you know, in the NBA uh, and uh, you know, what's maybe very likely to come in the NBA season as well. Um, so your thoughts basically on the NBA and sort of what COVID has been doing currently uh, to sort of uh, ruin the entertainment value. I think, there, I think, well, I think there's two pieces to it. One is negative and one is positive. Um, the negative is obviously like all these guys are, are sort of in the protocol. Like Atlanta Hawks have 12 players in that protocol. That's the entire roster. Um, and so how do you really, how do you field a team um, can be quite difficult. And I think that maybe it sort of taints the, the competition value, you know, like certain teams, like, you know, you talk about fantasy, like if you play, if you're playing a guy who has like nine of his 12 players in the protocol and you have all 12 of your guys, you're going to win that one pretty easily. And it's not fair because maybe his team's better, but you know, a part of sport and part of life is about being resilient you know, next man up type of mentality and they're going to yep. fill in the spot and they're going to do their best. And you can celebrate that, I think, to a level. And the positive to all this is it has given a lot of guys opportunities that maybe wouldn't otherwise get the opportunity. Right. Uh, you, know, you know, like shout out to my Jordan Shackle of San Diego State, like made the NBA. So my second guy I've coached make the NBA because of the fact that the Wizards have like seven or eight guys in the protocol. Right. Uh, so he was an emergency signing so they have eight guys in the protocol so he was an emergency 10-day signing so second guy i've ever coached to make the nba and he's given an opportunity to show up and you know like you can you can dream of those opportunities um and they don't often come and because of the covid then it's actually allowed him and others to have that chance and sort of seize the opportunity um i'm just trying to see if i can see his stats and see if he actually has any points like he played i think he played like two nights ago yeah, there's a few guys that have been stepping up. Malik Monk uh, for the Lakers. And there's just random guys coming in. That uh, Are you referring to the guy? Uh, there was a guy in Toronto. Is it Toronto? No, Jordan Jackal is playing for the Wizards right now. Okay, there's one yeah. guy playing for the Wizards. Yeah, so there's yeah. guys definitely stepping up. Uh, I mean, he's a he's a nice guy. Like he Yuri was of, or something or something like that. Well, Jordan Jackal was one of the guys that actually like, spoke to me while, while I was there. You know, whether or not he remembers me is a different story, but he actually <laughs> took the time to speak to me as a guy who sort of stepped in halfway through a season to sort of help out. And right. You know, no one really knew who I was and like taking the time to actually speak to me uh, impacted how I, how I perceive things as a coach. Um, but, you know, as you say, like a lot of these guys are t- taking the opportunity, some latch onto it and seize it. Like there, are, I think there's some guys like, as you say, I think there's a Raptors guy. It's like. Yuri something. Like, 
yeah, like taking those opportunities and like really embracing it and like making it hard for the NBA to say like, okay, go back to the G League uh, and hope for the best after the 10 days are out. You know, like a lot of these guys are going to get the opportunity to be to sign, right? Yeah. Or you know, whether it's now or next year. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. But as I say, like there's a negative in that it ruins the competition value, but there's also a positive in that it gives others opportunities to sort of take their chance. And there's value in that, I think. No, I agree. I think you have to seize the moment. And the other thing is on top of that, just to add that little little nugget in there, is that some people seem to underestimate players that aren't like name values or household names and think, oh, these guys are okay. Any one of these guys would score 100 points in a CIS game. Yeah. Like average 80 points a game or something. Like these guys are the creme of the creme in the NBA. They are the, the like all these guys, if you make it to the NBA, even the G League, I'd say, but if you make it to the NBA especially, you're holding what, I, I think there's what, 12-man roster? Multiply that by 30. Yeah. 12-man roster, multiply that by 30. 15. Is it 15? 15. So 15, 15 multiplied by 30 is what, 450? So something like that, yeah. Yeah, so say you're holding 450 jobs. You're holding one of those jobs. You're one of the yeah. top players in the world. You know? So yeah. I you got to give credit. These players that are coming up, stepping up, and, you know, uh, it's not – it's not a huge surprise. It's not a huge surprise. And I'm sure, like you said, they're seizing their opportunity. They're doing whatever they can to get that opportunity. So, yeah, I do like that sort of silver lining and all of this sort of uh, mess, mess debacle. The only thing left I'll say about the NBA that hurts me so much is being able to see that Rocket-Laker game uh, and seeing how LeBron had a, I wouldn't say historical night, but he definitely had a crazy night at the center position there. I think he ended up with like 30... 14 rebounds or something you can probably get the stats again but two steals one block like it was an incredible game by him and it hurts me that i would have been there being able to watch lebron that was Ooh. one of the things on my bucket list so i didn't think about that yeah it was on my yeah 32 was, 11 11 one steal two blocks yeah 11 11 60 shooting basically yeah. yeah incredible game so yeah that hurts because that would have been a something on my bucket list that would have been crossed off and it's still alive and who knows when LeBron retires, hopefully not too soon, because <laughs> uh, that's going to be something that I, I need to do uh, before uh, it's all said and done. Um, Luke, I'll give you some final thoughts here. I don't know if I'm probably missed a bunch of stuff we can talk about, but I think we can wrap up there for today. Yeah, I think it's uh, ultimately what it comes down to is that um, COVID is not a nice thing. Like this new variant is is more infectious but it sounds like the the vaccine vaccines are like 70 percent effective so there's positivity and being able to see that positivity because every negative like the nba quality going down because there's people in the protocol but positivity and giving people chances so being able to find those positive positives like the government obviously makes bad choices sometimes but if we continue to fight it um you know, maybe some good will come out of it, but at the same time, we have to decide what are we fighting for? You know, are we determining that COVID protocols are violating our rights? I don't know if we need to go that far. Like, I think there are things that are more in violation of our rights than COVID protocols, um, you know, namely 
uh, you know, racial and, and gender-based rights. Yep. Things are actually rights and not just privileges. Uh, you know, I think those are the types of things that we need to stand up and fight for, but, you know, I can handle wearing a mask for an additional X amount of weeks, X amount of months to help someone else. Um, but if I see someone being wronged on something they can't change about themselves, then that's something that we should stand up for. So hopefully we didn't lose all of our anti-vaxxer listeners. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think you've said it nicely about COVID. So I'm just going to say um, next Friday is Christmas for my Orthodox people. So I do want to give a shout out to all my Orthodox, Egyptian Coptic, Greek Orthodox, Ukrainian uh orthodox wherever wherever you're from from my orthodox brothers and sisters um merry christmas um hopefully everybody has a great holiday season try to uh, i think a theme here for us is just try to make sure you you know you take a step back from your reality and just relax uh make sure you know you understand the importance you know what are you looking for um exactly follow those passions uh you know um don't take yourself. I just say, don't take yourself too seriously and enjoy life and let go when you need to. Uh, one of the books I'm reading right now uh, is Jordan Peterson's second book uh, on, I think it was like 12 more rules for life. Um, that's an incredible book that I would recommend to anybody that's sort of still trying to find, you know, meaning in, into their lives or, you know, trying to find uh, ways in which, you know, uh, they want to live their principles of their lives. So um, we'll leave it there. Um, I just gave Jordan Peterson a shameless plug. So Jordan Peterson, if you're ever hear this, please, uh, I love you. (laughs) Definitely look up to you. Um, So please listen to our podcast. We'd really appreciate it. All right. Uh, Let's leave it there. Um, So um, again, we're doing sort of something a little bit special here where uh, we will give you a little bit of a nugget of uh, updates. Uh, You will soon be hearing after that. Um, our special on our Rushmore. So we have Houston Rocket Rushmore coming up in the next few, uh, in the next week or so. Uh, and then we'll also drop uh, our other, our sons, Phoenix Suns uh, Rushmore too, right off. So Luke's happy fist bumping. So we got about three episodes here. So three episodes, good. three weeks. Um, so again, we'll probably take a long pause as we relax on the holidays as well. And we, we take care of ourselves. Uh, but hopefully you get to enjoy um, our podcast, our episodes uh, in another day. So uh, be sure to hear us on Spotify. Uh, Enjoy again, as I said, enjoy the holidays. uh, And we'll see you again in a few weeks. You take care, have a good one uh, and be safe. Peace and love. Peace.